Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Jokic has it. Clock takes, got to put one up. Jokic for the win. Oh, it's good. Jokic got it off in time. And the Nuggets win it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? A seven-footer off the dribble. You know, as Michael Malone is walking off the floor with a huge smile on his face, and then you have Steve Kerr on the other sideline going, what the hell just happened here? He's yelling at somebody. Malone, with that smile, said to me, yeah, I I not only designed that play (laughs) for a seven-footer, but I knew he was going to hit it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he shot it with confidence. I will say that. When the shot went up, it went up with confidence. I thought it was in very typical Nikola Jokic fashion afterwards when he was being pressed by Charles, who was having some fun uh, at his expense, he said, I'm just glad it went in. I, I, there, were, there, there was no call of the shot. He right. wasn't calling He wasn't calling 44 feet off the backboard net. Right. So, uh, you know what? You take it and you bank it, and it's another bit of lore in the legend that is Nikola Jokic. But the Nuggets are 25 and 11, and get a big win on the road against a team inside the division. They wipe away a 20-point... They gave up 44 in the third quarter and finished with on a, what, a 25-4 to run or something like that. All is well that ends well, I guess. You can make the case that the most impressive things that Nikola Jokic does as a center is continue to compile triple-doubles. Mm-hmm. But I think... He topped himself last night. I am guessing, and I could be wrong, that this is the first time in NBA history. I have zero data to back me up. I'm talking completely out of my you-know-what. But I'd be willing to bet that I'm right. If you said to me, bet $1,000 on this, I'd bet $1,000 on what I'm about to say. For the first time in NBA history, a half-court buzzer beater was designed for a center. <laughs> Nicola, you catch it, dribble it a few times, and fire it up. Yeah, I mean... Has a center yeah. ever been asked, had a play designed for them to hit a three-quarter court shot at the buzzer? Well, yeah. Designed. It was, it was a 127 all game, so right. it was going to go into overtime at the very worst but, but the, for the Nuggets. But so you're right. question. Do you think a play has ever been designed like that? Half court, three quarter court shot for the center. Hey, Bill Russell. Hey, Will Chamberlain. Let me just hey, say, Shaquille O'Neal. We're gonna pass it to you I, and see if you can launch this up I, in half court. Yeah, I, I let me just say that I don't think the play was practiced. I bet he practices those all the time. I I doubt it. I doubt it. I I doubt that he practices guarded forty four foot shots with the ball off the bounce at half court. I doubt it. Now, do they jack around and do this? Fine, whatever. And even if they do, great, more power to you. You're still not going to make that shot 
eight and a half out of ten times. By the way, we have some breaking news. Oh. The Rockies have still not made a move in oh. free agency. No, oh, okay, good. Time now for the lead. <laughs> The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. There is a football game on Sunday in the final one for the Broncos. Fans and media always look forward to watching Broncos games. I already can predict what you are going to say, but just try and actually, you know what, say what you want to say. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. You're I welcome. Have you, I have your permission. I'm putting words Good. in your mouth to say what you want to say. How much are you really looking forward to this game on Sunday? Looking Knowing, forward? Right. Like no. like my day is going to be stacked around watching the Broncos? But wait, first of all, the reason why I asked you this question, and I figured your answer would be, well, I love covering the Broncos. I know you do. What I'm saying is the Broncos are out of the playoffs. Yeah. This is the finale. Are you really looking forward to watching this game like you would have week five? No. Probably, no, I would say no. Everything, any answer from you from that question is couched with the reality that I still have another week and a half of responsibilities Mm -hmm. with my coverage of the Broncos that that I have to account for. So, you, now that's, so for, that's for the TV station you yeah, work for. Right. Professionally, I have to be locked in and I have to pay attention. Which station do you work for again? Um, I'm looking through my notes. Yeah. See if I can okay. come up with that. Fox 13. It is 13 on some cable deals. Or if you're dyslexic. Yeah, right. right. Which I, I probably am on some level. I will pay. Uh, yeah, I will. I will chart the game. Right. So will uh, and, I. And, and I will. I don't and, know if I'll chart it. And I'll chart it. Okay. And, and like I normally do. But no, I, but I'm not looking forward to like, like two weeks ago, I was looking forward to the Patriots game because there was some right. meat on the bone. That's right. That's what I mean. Meat on the bone. Even last week, there was 4%, a 4% chance. So what you're telling me is there was a chance. Now, not very much of one, and, and that had been pretty much gone by the wayside by the time that the Chiefs took care of business. But be that as it may, no, I wouldn't say that I'm 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 going to be locked down on this in the same fashion I would as a game in week one or five or even ten or this year in week 15, as it turned out. No. While it's not a preseason game and the starters are going to play, this game has as much meaning to me as a preseason game, although I know, sadly, and I say this as I'm choking on my words, the Broncos will be making history. It'll be their first winning record since 2016. Yeah, if it happens. So this could be a historic win. For the players <laughs> and the coaching staff, Penners, George Payton, this is a big deal. Sure. Because of the historical, and I'm not even saying that really jokingly. Mm-hmm. The historical significance of it. But for the fans, I mean, again, a resident Broncos fan. Are you really excited to watch the game on Sunday? A little. Not not super excited. Always ex- always looking forward to a Broncos game, but not that into it. You know, it, Brett behind you is like, eh. 
He's, eh. wearing, he's wearing his nuggets he's wearing today. His nug- he's wearing yeah. his nuggets today, yeah. He could have gone with his avalanche, too, which, by the way, we didn't even talk about. Nathan and, McKinnon? Uh, oh, my God. After a goal with about a minute and a half left off the back skate of Miko Rantanen, then Nathan McKinnon just saying, the hell with you all, I'm going to win this game. What were they down? Were they down last time in Dallas? They were. I know they were down three to one and four to two last night, but they were down. Weren't they down like three nil in Dallas the last time they were there and scored six unanswered, something like that, right? They, they they've kind of start to own da- uh, Dallas a little bit, which I really like. But I digress. Here's the thing with the Broncos. By the way, let me ask you something before you get back sure. to the Broncos. Who's the best player on the Avs? Who's the best player yeah. on the Avs? Well, the default answer has been for a long no, time. No, the best player Kale on the Avs is, is, is Nathan McKinnon. Well, no, but the default answer has always been, and maybe rightfully so, mm-hmm. Kale McCarr. Yeah. I would say without even hesitating. Not even hesitating. Nathan McKinnon. Not even hesitating. Yeah. Dude is on another level right now. Seventh consecutive All-Star game. God. Anyway, be that as it may. Here's my deal with the here's my deal with the Broncos. Let's just get this done. You've exercised some demons with the Chiefs. You have a chance to do something that you haven't done in eight years. You're calling it historic. I know it's somewhat tongue in cheek, but I mean somewhat. You, you're you're making progress. Let let's take care of the seven or eight straight now that the Raiders have won. And and at least those are three things that you can take from this season. The carryover effect to me is negligible, that the roster is going to be so different. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. It would be nice to get a win. Is it really going to be that different, knowing what, by the way, uh, they might have to spend or not spend in free agency? And, oh, by the way, as a complete side note, we're going to talk about this next mm-hmm. week. Uh, what I'm about to say is not going to be factually correct. It's an opinion. Okay. CBS Sports predicted where many quarterbacks are going to be next year. Okay. Russell Wilson to the Steelers. Three years, $90 million. That's the prediction. Well, let's see how much signing bonus he gets. Because everything after the signing bonus gets subtracted right. from the PNL for the Broncos. However, <laughs> I have a feeling the Steelers are going to front load that first year Why with as they? much guaranteed money as possible. Right. Why so basically, the first year is guaranteed, and then they can cut them the next year. Yeah. Nobody's going to do the Broncos any favors. Right. Nor should that be their goal. All they have to do is go back, I don't know, pre-Peyton Manning and think, why did we only leave one safety deep on Demarius Thomas and Tim Tebow? <laughs> and that will say, that then they will say to themselves, um, we're going to give Russell at least $35.4 million guaranteed the first year. And w- before you start rolling out what in the wide world of sports are they thinking, one of the most remarkable streaks in all of sports right now is Mike Tomlin with 17, is it 17 consecutive winning seasons? He's pretty good. But I, I, I the, think about that. Yeah. 17 consecutive winning seasons in this flipping league. That's remarkable. 
absolutely remarkable. It will be different for the Broncos because there will be a new guy in charge. Uh, it might be Jarrett Stidham. It might be Jimmy Garoppolo. It might be Jameis Winston. Fill in the blank with a guy. You know, maybe they go get a Sam Darnold. Great. Sam Darnold. Fine. Whatever. Whom, whomever it is. By the way, it, CBS Sports is also predicting. Yeah. The Broncos will draft Michael Penix Jr. Now, again, you can make the case these are like mock drafts. Sure. But this is what they are thinking. It doesn't mean they're going to be thinking this next week. It's intriguing, and it's and it's good fodder for yeah, like sports po- talk radio. It's like power rankings yeah. and mock drafts. Exactly. So, And we'll be talking about it at length for at least two consecutive segments next week because there's no game to talk about. And, and Michael Penix Jr. is... Uh, and, uh, MPJ. Or just, yeah, Michael Penix. MPJ. M- MPJ. MPJ squared. He's, you know, he's intriguing. The deuce. He's intriguing. So we'll, you know, we'll we'll see what ends up happening. The kid can play. If he, if he didn't have injury history, he'd be a top five pick easily. We'll see how it all works out. You, you are really stuck and hell-bent on pushing your narrative. He had three bad games in a row. Oh, no, I'm not at all. Okay, good. I didn't say anything about it. That's good. I'm saying he's not automatic. Nobody's automatic. Nobody's automatic. Yeah. There's no sure things. No sure things. That's all. I love his presence. I love his escapability. I love his mobility, especially for a couple of ACLs. That's pretty impressive. There are sure things, or or maybe not in your case. When you go home tonight, will Sarah welcome you with open arms, or will she have moved all of her stuff out of the house? Is that not a sure thing? I'm pretty sure she'll be there. That's a, that's a sure thing. Yeah. Well, my Ted will be there looking for me to walk him. That's the surest thing. Okay. Right. Coming up after the break. Is this another audition game for Jarrett Stidham? Mm-hmm. What did he say about it? Is this an audition game? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Monday. There's an auction for office furniture with overstock office chairs, Desks, filing cabinets, and more. The auction is open right now. Get involved, get notifications. But upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, the new year is here. Why not start off 2024 with a new ride at Siltahar Mazda in Broomfield? They're loaded with inventory, including the plug-in hybrid CX90 SUV. This ride is a beauty. 
and you're going to get $7,500 with a federal rebate. You might qualify for an additional $5,000 credit from the state of Colorado. Also, when you go up there, if you are in their showroom, in their waiting room, you're going to love it. State of the art. They just recently finished it last year. And this thing is a beauty. I've been up there so stinking nice. And what I really like about their sales staff is they don't run out into the parking lot and hunt you down like a deer. Where so many other dealerships do that. You can't even turn off the engine on your car before it feels like cicadas are swarming your rear view mirror and your and your hood. You know what I'm talking about? They're coming up your tailpipe. Oh, jeez. Not at Siltahar Mazda. Not, not, it doesn't work that way. Go to Broomfield today for a test driver. Check them out at sthmazda.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by High Country Performance 4x4 in Inglewood, Colorado's premier one-stop shop for anything and everything 4x4s and trucks. High Country Performance 4x4, building cool shit since 1980. Go to hcp4x4.com. Generally speaking, the Monday show is all about the Broncos game. We break it down. Right. We break it down, man. Outside of Stidham. You think we're going to really be talking about anything else related no, to the game? No, I think Stidham is really the only angle that you take here. Did they win? Did they lose? And how did Jarrett Stidham's performance facilitate that? Do you really think that how Stidham plays on Sunday no. is really going to affect how Sean Payton uh, approaches the offseason? No, because good, so bad, or indifferent, he's still going to be the guy during OTAs. I mean, you know, maybe they've drafted someone. Maybe they maybe they brought someone in. I don't think they that, will bring somebody they'll in. They'll bring someone in. Could you imagine if they don't? Yeah. And Broncos fans would be like, this is who we're going with? Mm. And it's it's not really a knock on him. It's a knock on his history. It's not a knock on him. He's never been a full-time starter. No. I mean, he's five years in. He's made five starts or four starts, something like that. Right. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm pulling for the guy. I hope he has a good game. I I think that he can, I think that he can set himself up with a little confidence in Sean Payton's view. I think Sean is predisposed to giving this guy the benefit of the doubt. Remember, he's the one that paid him five million. He's the one that paid him a premium for being a backup quarterback. He's the one that went out and got him. He didn't inherit him. He sought him out. So. Yeah, I think that Jarrett Stidham can put himself in a in a better position, but there's so much water under the bridge coming up when you start to think about OTAs starting and not even into training camp in July. A lot's going to change in that quarterback room. You and I briefly had this conversation earlier this week. Let's drill a little deeper. Why is Russell Wilson... Dressing for this Don't know. game. Don't At least know. that's what we believe he's going to do again. Mm-hmm. He's already done it once. He's so. practiced this week. I, I I don't understand why he's practicing. I really don't. It's like, oh, okay. Tell you right now, if Stidham gets dinged up, has to go into the tent, hopefully for not something serious, and Wilson comes into the game and gets injured. Wow. For everything that 
Sean Payton has stepped in this season, this will be the deepest well where he will get swallowed up whole. Well, if if Russell Wilson suffers an injury where he cannot pass a physical. That's a $37 million move. I, I mean, you if, know. If I'm Greg Penner, I say to Sean, I want to win the game as much as you do. But how's but Ben I, DiNucci doing? But I don't <laughs> want to spend $37 million no. for it. Yeah, right. I already spent enough on the grass for one game last year. I don't want to spend $37 million this year. Uh, that grass looked this good, didn't it? Oh, man. My God, it looked yeah. good. It was well-sodded. And they really did a good job this year, too, after all the championship games and stuff that they had over the early part of the uh, – or the late part of the fall. It was beautiful. They really know how to put down a field. It's fantastic. Would it be kind of fitting if – and you'd never want somebody to get hurt. Well, no, of course not. But with the way the season started, you know, a couple of lattes, you never know what's going to come out of Sean's mouth. Wouldn't it be only fitting that karma bit him in the ass, the team as well, but it bit him in the ass starting one and five, losing to the Jets, people around the league were upset with him. Would it only be fitting that after the back and forth between Wilson's side and Broncos and becoming public that this is the way the season should, would end if Wilson actually gets injured if he has to go into the game. Wouldn't that really just tie a nice bow around this season? Well, that's your view. Mine would be more along the lines of hey, you got a chance to win nine games. Hey, you got a chance to exercise the Chiefs and the Raiders and to, to do something rather good and positive, not I, that it carries over. No, you hope that happens. What I'm saying, I hope, I hope that Russell Wilson, at the age of 34, does not sustain an injury that kicks in his 37 million dollar clause on his contract. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. If you knew that you could get 37 million for a high ankle sprain, would you take it? Would you take a torn rotator cuff on your non-throwing shoulder for $37 million? Well, you better believe I would. He's got I don't all- care how much money I had in the bank. Well, he's got a lot of money in the bank. Well, he could have an extra $37 million. I just don't think Russ rolls that way. I don't know. No, he's not going to try and get injured. Mm-hmm. He's not going to r- run into pressure, although he's done it more than a few times this season. And Max Crosby's not the kind of guy you want to do that with. No. But even if you had all that money, would you really have a problem? You don't want to torn Achilles. You don't want to rip up your yeah, ACL. I think I, w- I think I would have a problem with it, man. I, I, no, I'm saying... I think you get to a certain point and your health becomes... You're missing my point. I, I know, but it, it, it's is, only because I disagree with your point. If somebody told you that you can suffer a non-career-threatening injury for $37 million, (laughs) would you do it? I'm not saying he's going to try to. I'd be more than happy. I'd be more than happy to lose a foot for $37 million. Oh, not if I've got $150 million in the bank. No, I wouldn't. No. No, I don't want any kind of injury. None. Period. Zip. 
Mm-mm. 37 million is still 37 million. Not if you've got 150. What more do you need? I'll ask you. If if you've got 150 million in the bank, what do you need another 37 million for? Because what if Sierra's singing career is over? <laughs> okay. Now that I can't account for. I don't know. I wish them all the best. You know what 37 million can do? 37 million can help you build an entire practice field and you could put up a big banner that says training camp. Mm. Build a parking lot outside. Yeah. And even though Russell Wilson will not have another training camp here, the whole family could pretend it's training camp. Sierra and the kids could park right outside the stadium and pretend that it's training camp all over for them because that's the way it was the first year. It was the first year, they got not the, the second. They got the scholarship spot, <laughs> they okay, they where did. they parked the car. And then... With the $37 million, you could redesign the Broncos practice facility and you can let your kids run all over the field. Well, there's that could be exciting. They're doing that for $110 million. That project starts pretty quickly. You're missing my point. Year one, his kids ran all over that field. I just they wore out that grass. And then they had the scholarship spot as well. So you can redesign that whole image with $37 million, still have change left over, and they could do this every summer. We have different motivations. I'd take the injury for $37 I'm million. sure you would. No. Never. Not, I'm not. I mean, especially when I've got a lot of money in the bank. I mean, if it, if it was... If Wilson gets injured, won't you kind of like kind of laugh under your No, breath? I will be damn sorry that a decision was made that allowed it to happen. I And I say that with all seriousness. So that's kind of like saying, is that, a, is, that a, is that a train at the end of the tunnel? Okay. Is that a light at the end of the tunnel? Eric, I can't or is it a train he, coming I the other believe, way? I can't believe he's practicing. I wouldn't allow him to be practicing at this point. So what do you think of Sean Payton... Allowing this. This I, isn't a Greg Penner decision. This isn't a George Payton decision. Don't know. This isn't a Damani Leach decision. He's he's putting Greg Penner's wallet in harm's way. It even made me wonder, well, are they parting ways? Why is this guy still in the mix? Why is he a part of... It was my biggest question from day one. Was it last year that Wilson suffered like a concussion, and then yeah, against the Chiefs, and, and Penner basically came in and said he's not playing. I, I believe that to be true. Why isn't Penner doing this now? I'm not sure that, what that, the communication. And you know what the is. funny thing is, if God forbid Wilson does get injured, Sean Payton should not even be talked to about it. Penner's allowed it. He's allowed his own checkbook to be put into harm's way. He allowed his checkbook to be thrown into the middle of traffic in I-25, on I-25, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. He's allowing it. How, how, do really, how does a really smart businessman not see the potential peril that could happen? Because they want to win a game? Not sure what that the dynamic is there. Really, a meaningless game, not for the franchise because they want to have a winning record, 
but a meaningless game because they're not going to make the playoffs. If they were still in the playoff hunt, well, the, well, if they were still in the playoff hunt, Wilson would be playing. Yes, he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't have missed these last two starts. It's, oh well, it's it's very interesting, somewhat confusing, and it's it's head scratch. And, and and they're and they're walking a bit of a tightrope in my estimation, but that's their choice. Don't understand it. Not my money. Ain't my thirty-seven million. By the way, how's that going to affect the cap if that has to kick in? Not sure how that works against the cap. Could that's you, could that's you, a very good question. Could you imagine? And I don't know if adding it affects thirty. Me. I don't think. I don't oh, think geez. it probably does. But oh goodness gracious! But anyway, all right. Coming up after the break. <laughs> wow. Okay. I can't believe we're having this conversation still, because it's a. It's because it's a. Because it's a really. Good question. Why is this guy still practicing? Right. And Sean headed off the question by saying it right off the top. Right, That was the first thing he said Monday to us in the uh, Zoom. Uh, just so everyone knows, everything will be the same. Russ will be the backup. It's like, okay, fine. Off we go. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Would you consider this season a success if they finish with a winning record? That's next. The princess is here! This beat is automatic, supersonic, hypnotic, funky, fresh. With my body so melodic, this beat rolls right through my chest. Everybody, Martin Poppy, came to party. Grab somebody, work your body, work your body. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Monday, there's an auction for office furniture. With overstock office chairs, desks, filing cabinets, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. And the auction is open right now. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. This season considered a success. Win or lose? Yeah. Progress. Success. How you define success, I suppose. How do you define success? Um, Making the playoffs? I, I, think, I think they certainly have made progress. I, I think that there is one year of the system being implemented. You would hope that it would be an easier place to pick up and start for year number two than... Uh, so you hope that the offense can can start from a better place in year number two. Um, I think that there's an understanding of Sean Payton, how he works, what he expects. That's a probably a good thing. So successful, I guess on some levels it was successful, but there were other levels that it wasn't. So to me, it would be 
I think there was progress made. But in the NFL, which is what? A week-to-week league during the season, nothing carries over year-to-year, right? I mean, we, we look at the Broncos and think defensively, there's going to be a few guys we know that aren't going to be there, but they should be pretty. They should be okay. There should be some continuity defensively. I think that's probably about all we know, though, right? At this particular point, hell, we don't even know who's going to be taking the majority of the snaps in OTAs yet. I would guess that it would be Jarrett Stidham. I know he's under contract. I think you said it very well, which is it's progress. Because let's think about this for a second. When you look at getting grades in school, mm-hmm. is getting a C in a class considered a success? Now, you could say, well, if you had a D the previous year. If you've been getting Fs a lot of the time, it would be some progress. But yeah, I, I know where you're going. Five wins is not an F to me. Five wins is a D. Two wins is an F. Now, So, would you say that you had a successful year in a class when you were average. Nine and eight is average. One game over 500, only because there are 17 games. From a standpoint of progress, it has been successful. Yes. And let's think about this. If they don't have that extra game that they instituted recently... Mm -hmm. They'd be eight and eight. They'd be eight and eight. Yeah. No, you're right. Would we be celebrating a 500 record would we be celebrating a c in geometry i understand the grade you got last year in geometry you went from a d to a c using your words that's progress they've changed the definition of average they're at least on the same level as everyone else in the league in being average and the funny thing is that's some progress the funny thing is if they win then they're a wee bit above average. If they lose, they're a wee bit below average. There you go. I guess. But it's one game. And I'm not going to judge the whole season on one game. No. This is a team that was one and five. So do the math for me. If they finish nine and eight, that's eight and three. Eight and three. Pretty okay, good. that if 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 you take that spin and that perspective, okay, I'll take that. But the problem is, you still started one and five against teams that you really could have and should have beaten. So I mean, everything has. There's a well. Here's how this worked out, but here's the caveat. I mean, there's there's a little. I mean. You thought they were going to win nine or ten games. You were right on the target. I, I, I said ten. Yeah, but so, the, I, so I was off. And, that's okay. and I and I said eight. They may still get there, but I sure as hell didn't think they were going to take the path that they took to get there. Right. I don't think that you did either. Right. So there were twists and turns along the way. Do I feel? I asked you the question the other day. Do you feel, I think I said, I think I put it, do you feel more hopeful about where the Broncos are now compared to this time next year? And your answer was no. And I think that it would be probably mine too. See, I'm going to take what you said and what you said, you spun it positively. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. After starting one and five, they were eight and three, right? 
Now they could be seven and four, which would still be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. But they would have lost four out of their last five. Yeah. Very. Yep. Yeah. It, it's all about how, how, how do you want to how do you want to view it? And the, it, that's exactly and, right. And, and here's the thing as well. Once they beat the Browns, they were back in contention. And then when sometimes teams win when there's no pressure on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might be able to go on a little bit of a streak. Yeah. So when the pressure hit this team, like before they went into the Texans game, how important that game was. They lost to the Texans, got boat raced by the Lions, had an inexcusable loss to the Patriots. Did beat the Chargers in there on the road. But your point is they, good. They, 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 yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, they, they beat a bad Chargers team. Okay, yeah, I, I love your qualifiers, but that's, that's fine. Here's the, here's the deal. If you want to pinpoint a moment in time and a place in time, it would be at the eight yard line with four chances to win it in Houston for me. And we could, they were still in it very much in it going to the Patriot or going home against the Patriots. I get all of that. But if you're going back and saying, find me a moment, find me a time. Yeah. It would be Houston. Yeah. Four chances from the eight for a win in a chance to win two out of those three road games. Cause they had a three games road stand there. You win two of those three road games. Things are looking different today. And when all the pressure was on, Mm -hmm. on fourth down, you find out how good you are. Third down on the play, yeah. You find out how good you are when pressure is cascading onto your shoulders. And the players didn't even know where to line up. Yeah. Meaning the wide receivers. They weren't equal to the moment. You're right. They did not. They did not rise to the moment. What do we have coming up on? Just in case you missed it, we'll talk more about the late game dramatics from the Nuggets and Avalanche, along with the greatness displayed by Nikola Jokic and Nathan McKinnon. That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, smileisports.com. Reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Monday, auction for office furniture, overstock office chairs, desks, filing cabinets and more get involved get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash mhs time now for the final word the final word presented by sasquatch casino in blackhawk just in case you missed it Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. 
All righty. The Nuggets used a Nikola Jokic game winner at the buzzer from nearly half court to complete the comeback and defeat the Warriors 131-27. Denver closed the game on a 25-4 run in the final six minutes and 34 seconds as the defense really stepped up late in the fourth quarter. A big game from Aaron Gordon as well. 30 points and nine boards for him. Uh, your reaction to the game-winning shot and the win last well, night? Well, the game-winning shot was was just wonderful. And the fact that it was delivered and the way that it was delivered made it even better. Um, the 44 points in the third quarter bothers me. I, you know, I, I'm not willing to just kind of sweep that under the rug. The way they finished was fantastic. But my biggest takeaway from the game was the continued development of Peyton Watson and who was on the floor at the end of the game. Peyton Watson Not over Porter. MPJ. Yeah. Peyton Watson was on the floor and knocking down big threes. I mean, he hit the one to get it to, I think, 127. I don't know if it was the tie or it might have been the one right before. I, I, I can't remember. It was late. But the fact that this guy is being trusted in these types of moments shows you how much he is developing. That, to me is maybe the biggest story of the first half of the season for the Nuggets. There was a time where for many, many years, and ironically, this started against the Nuggets, the Golden State Warriors run yeah. started against the Nuggets in that playoff series. Vic Lombardi said at the parade, at the rally, the Nuggets are the Lakers' daddy. At the, at the risk of correcting our friend Vic, Golden State was the Nuggets' daddy yeah. for many, many, many years. And now the script has flipped. Yep, sure has. It really, really yeah. has. You know, the and the Warriors are not... Look, they're going to get Draymond Green back. I don't know how effective he's going to be. Who knows what kind of head case... That will continue to play out. But they you still have to account for the Warriors. In, they are still, and I know they're just a Midland team right now, but there were times last night when it was like Clay hits one and then and then and then and then Steph is still doing that step back crap and knocking it knocking it down over an outstretched arm. They can still be the Warriors to a degree. Not the championship warriors, but a pain in the ass, right? So, I, good. Keep beating them. That's a good thing. All right, just in case you missed it, Avs provided some late-game dramatics themselves as they erased a 4-2 deficit and got an overtime game-winning goal from Nathan McKinnon for the second straight game to beat the Stars 5-4. Amazing stuff last night from McKinnon and Jokic. How fortunate are we to witness these two superstars doing what they do on a nightly basis? It's incredible. It's incredible. Jokic is the best Nuggets player ever. You can make the case, if you really wanted to, he is the greatest athlete in the history of Denver sports. No one's won two consecutive MVPs ever in this city. And he's won a championship to boot. Then you have Nathan McKinnon who could go down as the greatest Avs player of all time. And if you want to put Sack, if you want to say, no, it's Sackick, no, it's Forsberg, that's fine. Those two guys did win two Stanley Cups. Once McKinnon gets his second one, 
that argument's gone. Yeah. How much do they need to get a Tory Lekkonen back? Bad. I think I think for the playoffs badly. I I, I would love. I, my only question for them is that whole secondary scoring thing. Although you know, well, Jonathan Druin's not a secondary guy, but he had a couple of goals last night. He's actually playing better yeah. now, so that's that's good. But I think they need to get Lekkonen back as a guy that can anchor those middle lines a little. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. They might need to make a big trade at the deadline. They might have to. And and my bet would be if if you're asking the difference between the two teams and changes in the roster, that it, it would probably be the Avs that need a little help more, more than the Nuggets. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk down your store, try out the appliances before you buy them if you want to redesign your entire kitchen. They have the staff to do that. They easily have the best appliances out there by far. And if you're looking for extra, extra discounts, go over to their, you know, clearance center in Denver. You've bought something from there. Sure have. We have bought something from there. Talking about my wife and I, Mandy, could not be any happier. Uh, Mountain High Appliance, they are the best. Find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, uh, Nug- or not the Nuggets, but the uh, Broncos have their final game of the regular season on Sunday. Are you really looking forward to watching this game? Because what's really on the line? A winning record? It's not like it's the playoffs. How many times have we talked about this final game of the regular season? Eh, That's next.